0: Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Dennis Terrell of Terrell Knife Works, and you and I are listening to the Work For It podcast, where the emphasis is on business in the workshop. You can support these guys for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year, and show your support by going to patreon.com forward slash workforit to find out more. $12 a year, that won't even buy two gallons of gasoline here in California. You might as well support these guys like I do so they can help us all work for it. Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's Brian House here. As a solo show today, happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, If you're in another country, I'm sure you understand what Thanksgiving is. Uh, To us Americans, anyway, and the Canadians I know celebrate. I'm sure other cultures celebrate a similar holiday. Uh, I'm doing this show alone because... I am in the midst of family flew in yesterday for the holiday and uh, we are an an online retailer. So we do the major sale, which is known as Black Friday. And our Black Friday sale went so well, we sold out of all of our gen four grinders and we had set aside about 50 grinders for that sale. And we sold every single one of them in five days. I thought it was going to take a lot longer. I think I I thought I would have some still at this point, but we've been sold out for a few days. And I'm super blessed to have an awesome community who rallies around my work, um, supports the things that I do, and has given me purpose for the second half of my life, or what I think is the half, second half. Anyway, thank you so much. And tomorrow, which is Friday, which is the true Black Friday, you know, that will be the day that we drop Gen 5 of the revolution. And I've been working on that for the last six months and coordinating uh, parts and new parts and design changes and testing and prototyping and all that fun shit, And um, which is... Probably partially the reason that I got sick last month because I just was trying to push through and get it done because it was something that excited me. You know, when I make uh, design changes or improvements to my stuff, it's like, you know, after a while, you, you know, if you build like 25, 30 revolutions, you're like, well, this is the same thing. And we're doing the same thing. Well, okay. then we start using it and we start making knives with it and we start crafting with it. Um, and we start writing down, hey, it would be nice to have this. Or, it would be really cool if this was included or this feature was included. And we took note of those, uh, threw some out and added some. And you'll see on the website on Friday the changes, and then I'll drop some social media. It's going to be quiet, like a quiet launch because I didn't really want to work too much over the holiday which is, again, the reason why we did the 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 you know the Black Friday sale really early. A majority of all packages have been shipped. There's like, I don't know, like 30 or 40 packages that still need to go out, but they're like smaller stuff. All the grinders are out. Um, you know, like wheels and true tilts we're still packing up. But um, we're close. We are close. So if you ordered something from me and you haven't gotten a shipment notification, it's going to happen next week when Brent comes back, and we'll tackle all that and then start the logistics on Gen 5. So... Uh anyway, what can I say? I'm thankful for 2022. And I'm thankful for you listening to my podcast, supporting my work, you know, through buying through my website, uh even commenting and liking and sharing on your stories, sharing on your feeds, my social media content because all of it helps. It's like you're all rallying around me man and i feel the love and i tell you what i wanted to do a show today where um i could basically flip the record button on and just sit down and do a whole brain dump of gratitude for you and for 2022 and i just uh you know coordinating all that with brian and ben i didn't want to inconvenience them so they recorded something together and i'm gonna edit that into to the end of the show and then I'm going to talk about, in the after show, why I think I failed in 2022. And so, if you're a patron, you get that content, you can listen to uh, me talk about my failures for 2022. And so, uh, and you can become a patron, if you'd like, uh, by going to patreon.com forward slash work for it, which is... Super helpful for as little as $10 and 80 cents a year. You support our work. Like with that little dollar amount there. It's like buying a burrito or a gallon of gas in California. Right, Dennis? Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, man, so many things to talk about 2022. Okay, I made some really awesome business connections this year with a lot of other makers. and And I'll tell you, I think that in 23... We're going to see just another big surge of makers or people who want to become makers or side hustle makers. They're going to be blooming and blossoming into pushing further into creating another industrial revolution. I just read this. On uh, Lando Novak's Facebook, he made an update on Facebook and he said, I think we're headed into another industrial revolution. I couldn't agree more. And I believe that you all, as makers and myself as a maker, are going to be spearheading this new revolution. You're watching people make things with their hands. People are tired of sitting in cubicles, they're tired of pushing pencils. They want tactile interaction with items and things, and they want to create beautiful things. They want to become artisans. They want to become machine makers and tool and die makers. They want to change the way we see products in America. And I am... Not just America. I, I I don't want to like rule out Europe and all this stuff. I don't know if Europe had the same kind of... Because I don't live there, but I don't know if they had the same kind of reliance on overseas companies to fabricate and build things because labor was cheaper. I'm not entirely sure because I'm not educated on it enough to know. But we as Americans back in the late 70s, early 80s, all through up to the 2000s and beyond, we have become really reliant upon overseas labor, overseas manufacturing, and so, you know, when I was like in my teens and 20s, when I heard, you know, whenever I would see somebody had a bumper sticker in their car and say, buy American, support American, you know, buy from here. What they were talking about, and I didn't understand this, I'm just like, well, why would I buy an American thing if it's twice or three times the price? And I can just, you know, get it from a cheaper place. doesn't make sense. Now that makes sense to me. I really know what that means. And it's not just because I'm an American industrialist now. It's because I see the bigger picture. Now that I'm older, 45 years old, I see what has happened to us as a country. We have let go. And COVID just highlighted this whole thing that we have let go of the concept that we need to be in control of the things that we own and use to do business and or in our homes, we have lost all control of that. It's gone. We don't make anything now. Well, we do, but not all these major goods, these things that we need here. Then COVID hits, we're not able to gain access to those things. We had a really hard time with supply chain problems. I'm sure you heard that phrase a lot. Oh, supply chain. Really what that meant was back in the 80s, you got sold out for cheaper goods, things that don't hold up as well. These the majority of these things end up in the, the uh, uh, landfills. So you can't, you know, you don't get as many uses out of them. You know, I use a lathe to uh, clean my wheels for my grinder kits It's built in 1946 it still works it's a great lathe Logan lathe those kinds of that kind of quality it exists still, but you pay significantly for it and it's not always made here in the states And I feel like my generation Gen X and probably, Gen Y and Z, they all went, holy shit, look what happened. Look, They had no idea. Some of these guys were born way after all that happened. When I was a kid, my dad spent an enormous amount of time in Taiwan, China, and that was because he worked for a major manufacturer that made knobs for cabinets. And he was a quality control manager, and they were setting up factories in China. This was very early in that transition. And he has told me on numerous occasions that he wishes he would have seen what he was really doing. He was taking and moving an economy, a massive industrial manufacturing economy, out and away. He was just one small part. But it didn't last long. I think COVID is terrible as it was, it allowed us a window into that idea that, no, we cannot be relying upon. We saw how fragile the system was. It just started to break down. And then all these people popped up. Hey, I'm going to start this in my garage. I'm going to start making this. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to supply this because, you know, the demand is there. And then... You got all, it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because you have all these boomers, the baby boomer generation. They're in their uh, uh, early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, all the way through the 80s. They're into their 80s now. They're retired. And they've been saying for years, man, I really wish I could get that. Ameri- they, you know, that saying. They don't make them like that anymore. They don't make them like that anymore. Well, now they do. Because you got a bunch of guys who are making that stuff in their garages and they're working to build things and change uh, how things are done and manufactured right back here on our soil in the U.S. And I think it's happening in Europe too because I, you know, I see guys uh, like Matt Bicker and Holland and Mark Vanderwerf, they're all fighting for that over there. They're, they're trying to bring that up, they're trying to bring it back and they're part of that solution too. And I'm so grateful that we had that happen so that we can be educated. The light has been shined down upon that problem. We're able to like identify it now and see, okay, that's not okay. We need to fix this. And what it's doing is it's bringing back all that, that entire concept that we need to be able to make things to survive. And then these people are getting the bigger picture, right? They're seeing all of the the concepts that need to come together. And I love it. I'm grateful for it. We had to go through a dark time to get there. But we are here now, so we get a chance to see it. So don't forget, let me remind you, I'm set that reminder on my phone to tell everybody again and again that you want to take control of the things that are being made in your in your country because it ultimately does affect you. The big picture is it'll affect you, it'll affect your kids, it'll affect your parents eventually. If we were on that path for too long, I think we would have we would have really seen what that looks like. A whole entire generation who accepts lower quality things that are cheaper that get thrown in a dumpster or, or a landfill. And also, at the same time, handing over the jobs. You know, the things that we do here that now nobody wants to do because why would I want to be a landscaper? Why would I want to be a plumber? Why would I want to be a welder when I can go work on the stock market or I can go trade crypto? I could go, uh, you know, uh, work in an office and push a pencil or fix computers. That's fine. That's what you want to do. But I can tell you right now, I know a whole lot of people who did that for their whole lives and they regretted it. And I was one of them until I got up and got out. I changed my station. I literally grabbed the dial, turned it, and ripped it off the radio. I changed my station. I had the luxury of being able to do that because I live in one of the greatest countries in the world that allows for that, has an economy set up for that. It says, you want to be somebody different than you are right now? You have the freedom to do so, and you have the infrastructure to set yourself up. Beautiful. I grabbed it by the balls, and I yanked, and I went, and I did it. Was it easy? No. But I had a lot of support along the way from guys like you guys thankful for that i'm thankful for that 2022 big year for that a lot of a lot of people waking up to the idea that we can make things in this country and we can work hard get dirty make some money and live free i love that i'm also thankful for the concept of social media you know how much i love sharing content i get on instagram Make my little videos on whatever I'm doing at that time of day. And then people comment in. Some are good, mostly good. Some bad. I like I like it all. I like the trolls. Like messing with everybody too. Facebook. Now TikTok. Blowing up over there. I got I got like one video that's got like seven or eight million views on it over there, which is really cool. And I'm I'm just like these numbers don't even like add up in my head anymore when I see these these you know, views and the 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 uh, massive uh, followership and all that stuff that I'm gaining every day it's man blows my mind it just blows my mind it's like I think I'm just gonna keep doing this because I want to see how far I can take it you know I'm really super grateful that I have this platform that I can create a piece of content about what I'm doing I can document not create I can document like Gary Vee says and I can share that for free, no cost to me other than my time, share it for free and show everybody what I'm up to and hopefully translate some of that into sales, hopefully translate into some friendships and uh, meaningful relationships with people, whether it be personal or business. It's a beautiful thing. I know there's a lot of like hate out there for, for social media, you know, people, oh, you don't, that's, you know. Not my thing or whatever, but that is my thing, and I love it. I love talking about it. I love talking about it on this podcast with Brian and Ben. I love watching Brian climb up and start his journey, uh, you know, where he was and where he is today. It's so fun to watch. I love hearing Ben's insights on the data and the things that he's doing. It makes me excited. <laughs> makes me really excited. I love it. Okay, I think I'm done with the gratitude, gratefulness thing. <laughs> I got a list, but I could, I could I could, drone on forever about that. So I want to maybe spur something in you guys because tomorrow, I, I did a live yesterday. I was feeling like absolute dog shit yesterday. Let me tell you what happened. I started to melt down internally because I have all this family flying in. And it is not directed at them directly. Like, that has nothing to do with it. But I started, like, thinking, okay, I'm going to be forced into social situations this week. I'm not a huge fan of crowds. I'm not a huge fan of just, you know, being with family. Um, that sounds terrible. I'm, I, it's not that. It's just I'm sure you understand. You're put in a place with a whole bunch of people that you may or may not have seen a lot of, right? And I think there's pressure to like kind of perform, you know, tell interesting stories. Everyone wants to know what you're doing, which I love. You know, I want to talk about that stuff and I want to talk to them about what they're doing. But at the end, I'm exhausted. I'm ultimately I'm an introvert. I know I talk a lot on social media and all of that. And some of you guys know that I that I I prefer that kind of interaction rather than face to face. It's tough for me. I work on it, but it's tough for me. Because I just I don't know I I I don't know why, um. But these these holidays they force that right. Everybody oh let's get together you know let's do this let's have turkey let's eat ham let's like you know do whatever. And I usually drink a little too much alcohol you know because I I'm trying to relax you know I'm just like okay I need to relax a little here and that doesn't usually translate very well because then I get tired and whatever else. Let me tell you something. When I was a kid, my father no joke house full of people like 35 people in our house he would fall asleep <laughs> in his chair and everybody would make fun of him and laugh at him and stack things on his on him or whatever it wasn't because he was drinking cuz he was not a big drinker when I was young it was and now I I I know what he was he why he did it cuz he's just like me I'm like him i think the social interaction stressed him out a bit And it makes him uncomfortable. And I think the survival mechanism for my father was always to just climb into a chair and fall asleep. Because that was easier for him. I see you, Dad. I appreciate you, man. I get it. Uh, So, on this live stream yesterday, it was me, Ben's Bites, Pickle, Cutters, and um, Brian Cohn. And Ben had a really good suggestion. He was like, you know what I do in these situations because... This is funny because I started talking about this on the live feed and like all these people, all of you guys are chiming in going, yeah, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Imagine that. We're all the same. (laughs) We we all love being alone in our workshops and talking on social media because why? You can turn your fucking phone off whenever you want and completely disappear if you want to. There's no forced interaction. And I think uh, that's another reason why I just appreciate you guys so much. But we're talking about this on the live stream and Ben had a really good suggestion. He's like, "You know what when I do?" He's like, "I start cooking. I love to cook. I love helping out and that way somebody wants to talk to me, they can come up to me and they can talk to me that way and and the, you know, the pressure's off." Brilliant. Brilliant. Unfortunately, though, I'm not going to be having Thanksgiving in my house this year. I'm at my mother-in-law's house. So uh, I'll offer to help, but she's such a, she's a monster. She can just like cook for 50 people, no problem. So she doesn't ever really need help in the kitchen, but we'll see. I usually end up at the teenager table. I don't know what it is. I'm like, just like a 45 year old middle schooler, I guess. But I was melting down yesterday, you know, just got shitty. I was just, you know, whatever. I went over to the other warehouse, Got on the lathe, started turning wheels and getting things going and got on the live stream. Brian popped on, and, you know, he's making me laugh with his fucking laugh tracks and the music and all this shit. And, um, and, and then Ben jumps in and he's telling me his solutions and then Pickle jumps in and he's talking to me too. And he, and we're all doing this thing and it made me feel so accepted and just like a part of something. so good. It was just like, you know, why can't we all be together and just like, hang out, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyway, so <laughs> it made me feel a lot better about my day. I went on with my day. I felt like, you know, just my, when I walked away from that live stream, I just felt really like positive because I was You know, I just had a bunch of people around me that rallied and stuff. So it was really great. So that's another piece of the pie, piece of the revolution pumpkin pie, right? And um, anyway, so I appreciate you, Pickle. Appreciate you, Ben. Appreciate you, Brian. You pulled me out of a major funk. That's hard to do. I usually like to stomp around, act like a toddler, throw a few things. Yell at some people, maybe fire some people, you know, just get angry. I don't fire people. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. But, but, uh, but I was just, I was just like stressed out to the max. And then I started worrying about the Gen 5 release of the revolution and the Apollo forge and, you know, all these things I got going on, you know, I just started like adding them up in my head. Like, how am I going to achieve this? What, how am I going to make this happen? I'm just this guy. I'm just a guy. Used to be a computer guy, and now I'm this guy. How? How will I do this? And every time I get into a situation where I feel like I might be running on a treadmill and that treadmill's going just a little faster than I'm able to keep up, with, I think to myself, the only solution here is action. I must take action, right? So I did. I started working, building the Gen 5, tumbling the parts, polishing them up, getting them ready because I thought I had more time. I thought I would be doing this next week after the holiday. But the sale was so positive That everybody rallied and bought and cleaned me out. I now am forced. I have no more Gen 4s. We are completely sold out of those. I couldn't sell one even if I wanted to. I have to move into Gen 5. And I wanted, there's a huge demand. We have a a waiting list of 30 people that want one. So I'm like, all right. We have all the parts now. The last pallet showed up yesterday, like right after the live stream. Last pallet of parts. And then, and then some, I actually ordered some knobs that I didn't think were going to be here either. And they showed up UPS. And that was like, I did not think those would arrive on time, but they did. (laughs) It was like, it was like that cloud opened up and light shone down on me. They were like, here's all the parts you were looking for. Such a good feeling. So then today, the I'm recording this on Wednesday, right? So it's the day before Thanksgiving. Sarah and I are packing stuff up. Brent is on vacation. He's enjoying his family time. And uh, we went to work after the mail pickup. We shipped a bunch of stuff today. After the mail pickup. I started working on the final touches of the first Generation 5 revolution. Bolting it all together, taking a look at it, seeing what it looked like in person, not just on a screen in CAD. And I'm just super pleased. I'm just, it's a beautiful machine and I had a major part in it and it came out of me and I'm super proud of it. Not only is it beautiful, but it's more functional than the other ones. And Gen 5, there's no machining requirement. It's welding only. Welding and bolting together. So we've removed all of that from the the build. So you can build one in very little time. I think I had like two hours in on the build yesterday. And I was dicking around with polishing things and whatever. And... um I've just got this overwhelming sense of this is why, why I'm here. This is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to be doing right now with my time. It was like an emotional thing for me. Because for a while, I haven't really had time to feel anything. I've been just plowing through my life. Plowing through my work. Trying to keep up every day. Make more. Do more and I felt something when I looked at that machine the steel how it came together how it ran and I was just like fuck I am just I'm blessed with work and my ability to be able to achieve today very grateful for that (sighs) And again, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this release. You know, uh, I get those pre-release jitters like no one's going to want it. And, um, you know, are we going to be, how are we going to ship it? What are we going to, you know, all these things that are probably never going to happen. And, you know, it'll probably be fine. I'm overthinking it. I am dwelling on the negative when I should be dwelling on the positive right and I just stood there and looked at it and felt ultimate satisfaction man it it was good anyway all right so I'm grateful for being able to have my hands and working and my brain working and my body working and I'm grateful for pain-free days because I've had quite a few of those recently and uh, that that's been a huge blessing switching gears real quick I want to just do just mention that also today I had a long conversation with Lawrence Lake over at maritimeknifesupplied.com he's a sponsor of the show but not only just a sponsor he's a friend and our friendship is kind of, it revolves around business, which I like, I love actually, because he's always thinking about new and interesting ways to, you know, improve his business. And I am the same way. Like you can't, he's, he can't only, it's like, he can't get the words out of his mouth fast enough. He wants to tell you what he's up to. He wants to talk about his, you know, implementations and how he's running things. And he doesn't cover anything up. He's always sharing. And I just love that about Lawrence. And so when he asked to sponsor the show, I reluctantly said yes because we don't usually do that. He he did it anyway. He wanted to do it, so we, we did it. And it's been a great relationship. And so uh, if you're looking to buy anything for your knife making or crafting or whatever, make sure you check MaritimeKnifeSupply.com because you can uh, take advantage of the USD to Canadian exchange rate and he ships every day to the U.S. He knows what he's doing. Customer service is top notch and he's a fellow maker. So, you know, you you probably listen to other podcasts and you hear that he sponsors their shows, too. Um, and, you know, when you roll that kind of um, sponsorship out amongst multiple uh, shows, it's expensive, you know, but he does it because. He wants you as a customer, the people who are listening to podcasts, and there's a reason for that because you like information, you like data, you're his kind of people, you're my kind of people. Not everybody listens to podcasts, you know, and it's it's a really great way to support a fellow maker. So go check out Lawrence Lake supply.com. if you're not following him on Instagram. It's Maritime Knife Supply, all one word. You can find him on Facebook and TikTok. So. Thanks, Lawrence, uh, for the talk this morning, and I appreciate you. One more piece of advice I want to send off. There's one thing you can do this holiday season, and it's free, and that's be kind to your fellow humans. costs you nothing, and the return is exponential. Cheers.
1: What's happening, everybody? It is Thanksgiving time. Time for turkeys. Time for tea, mashed potatoes, and gravy. Wow, that rhymed. Gravy. (laughs) Hey, this is the Work For It podcast coming at you here on uh, an as usual, uh, regular basis on Thursdays, Turkey Day or not. We're coming at you live from Michigan and Idaho this evening. And that is all thanks to our friends up in the Great North in Canada at Maritime Knife Supply. If you have not checked out Maritime Knife Supply, do yourself a favor. Go there now. We can wait and uh, let us know when you're there, okay? they have everything. If you're a knife maker, I'm telling you, I'm not a knife maker and I still find stuff on that website. It's incredible. Our buddy Lawrence Lake's up there. He is shipping stuff out daily. Uh, if not sometimes twice a day, uh, Lawrence is working the hustle. Uh, and uh, if you're here in the U S celebrating the Turkey day tradition, Uh, you can save yourself some cash, right? Because the exchange rate between U.S. and Canada, although probably narrowing (laughs) quite a bit these days, uh, but it works in our favor. So uh, I know B. has reported he receives stuff faster from Canada uh, than he does from Chicago. And so (laughs) it's incredibly fast. So check out Maritime Knife Supply dot com or dot ca and with that let's get on with the show hit it right
2: what's happening guys we're back at it with the work for it podcast ben that was a great opening <laughs> great hey, job over there
1: i like this the silent start you know just the yeah ease into yeah it.
2: i like that a lot <laughs> for sure so we're ben and i are just trying to make this show happen this week i know we're trying to schedule things with brian but you know things got super hectic i know he was talking about doing a one-off episode and you know i don't if he does it it might be before this it might be after this we have no idea
1: slide them together we may put keep them apart but ain't nobody gonna keep us down ain't nobody
2: gonna keep us down
1: Dude,
2: Ben. First of all, let's quickly go over what our weeks have been like. Ben, what's going on with your with your life?
1: Man, first of all, it's dark outside. Oh my it god! It is like seven thirty. It's almost eight o'clock in Boise, Idaho, which I think there's a song with those lyrics somewhere. And uh, it's been busy. It's been real flipping busy. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Right now on the bench, I've got two table leaves, um, that were a hurry up kind of a job for, uh, my buddy at the maker shop, uh, which I'm finding is probably going to turn out to be a pretty good source of business, uh, which is cool. I'm I'm appreciative for that. You know, um, it's not the kind of place where people go because they're good at woodwork. It's a place they go because they want to learn woodwork and, uh, the other folks that work there are pretty good at woodwork, but they can't always take the commission. So getting punted the foot or handed the football, I guess, and had a, a pair of leaves for a table to extend it uh, that were made just like a brick shit house. There was nice. literally nice. Th- quarter inch steel embedded in these flipping things. Each of them Yo. weighed 90 pounds.
2: Yo. <laughs> so I have a guess as to
1: why the customer wasn't too thrilled at trying to, you know, squat over a table and put 90 pounds of uh, table leaf in there. Wow. But I got that going on. Uh, my uh, in-laws are out again for the, for the Thanksgiving holiday. So that's always awesome. Um, my father-in-law Dick and I have been plugging away at the basement and that's been good. <laughs> Hey Ben, how
2: how is yeah. that basement coming together? I know you guys have been putting in a lot of work down yeah. there. Is it starting to look a little bit more habitable?
1: It is, for sure. Like we got the carpet in and today we got um we got some crown molding up. We had to put crown molding just because the way they did the walls, you could see the bottom plate of the upstairs wall, so we had to hide that transition mm. a little bit. And, Um, but it's really coming along. Um, it's, we're to that, you know, what do they call it? Like a death by a thousand slices or something, you know, where it's just the nitty gritty fucking dirt band bullshit that, you know, is just eat your lunch. So no, I totally feel that for sure. I made a list, I made a list last two nights ago and had over 45 things and never picked the pen up. You know, you could just literally write out forty-five line items of shit to do. So, lots to do, but it's good making forward progress. Uh, I haven't had I haven't had a chance to make like full days worth of progress in a little while, so it's good to do that. Um, and you know, beyond that, uh, that's about it. Just prepping for the well. I got apron orders and all that other stuff, but those are the high points, really. Nice. Um, yeah. It's been good. How about you? What's shaking up up there in Michigan?
2: So it has been kind of a weird couple of weeks, like a couple of days in the shop. So this past weekend, I got to spend a little bit of extra time because we actually stayed in the same you know house where my shop is for most of oh, the yeah. weekend. So I got to actually spend a boatload of time That's out there in the shop. Right? got to get all of my last push for the Christmas orders up to the handles are glued on. And all I have to do is shape and polish and sharpen and get out the door. So those are all really close. However, on the other side, the beginning of this week, you know, it is, you know, we're recording. What is it, Monday or Tuesday today? Tuesday. Goodness. Tuesday. So yesterday I was able to get out to the shop. Today I didn't just randomly because... Monday night, Emily informed me or, you know, it kind of came up last second. It's not like she did this maliciously at all, but I uh, it came up that we were able to look at a couple houses today. So, you know, instead of going to the shop and it happened to be right in the middle of the day and it's a it's an hour drive to my shop. So if I were to go all the way out there and then come back by noon you know, it, it doesn't really yeah. make sense to drive an the tools hour rolled out and then you're right, right. You just barely get you know. going. And all of a sudden, you know, you got to pack shit up because you got to go back and look at a couple houses. So, you know, I it's it. it's not convenient, but that's what kind of worked out. And we're in the process of looking at houses. So you kind of have to just go with what you what yeah, you man. can do in this. So, know huh? oh, my God, it's crazy for sure.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, the ones we looked at are complete duds. It's just no. what it is. But um, yeah, so other than that, uh, oh, the other big thing that happened last week is I went into the ditch.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, oh, that's right. I had a note to talk about that on the show here, but what happened there, dude? Just black ice, eh?
2: So this was during the weekend. So I was over in Auburn for the weekend where my shop is.
1: Weren't and, you meeting with Gentry or something this weekend? Yeah.
2: And that ended up getting pushed as well because of it.
1: So Uh, so fucking Astro.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The Astro van definitely took a quick dive into the ditch. So with what happened over there. So we went over there. Let's see. That would have been Friday night. We stayed to Saturday, Saturday morning. We woke up and we're over at Emily's grandma, grandma's house where my shop is. And we got a call saying, hey, we're making breakfast over, you know, her parents who live like four or five miles away. And you know, we get up, we get going, we start heading over there. And I should have had so many signs that said, stay here. Don't go because I woke up and I go, you know, a quick scroll through, you know, YouTube or not YouTube, uh, Facebook. And I got I just got so many messages or so many posts on Facebook saying, hey, be careful out there. There's black ice and it's really that slippery wild, out there.
1: I like the to talks to you and you don't listen sometimes.
2: Right. And of course, I think, you know, oh, well, it's no big deal. It's only four miles. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then I get out to the van and I left my lights on that night. So oh, my van shit. battery was dead
1: so yeah it was like hard for you to fucking go right so Um, i had
2: to go get emily's grandma's car and go jump the jump the astro van and that should have been like the hey you know dumbass yeah don't go (laughs) right but then i get out on the i get out on the roads and the main drag that you know the house where we're at that main drag is all already iced already plowed perfectly you know no ice fine we yeah. go we go down a couple miles we turn right and then that's kind of not necessarily like a back road like dirt road but like it it's a pavement road that people don't normally it's not a through fare, sure. so it's not really oh. well taken care of or as well taken care of and like mm-hmm. i turn the corner and i can just see that it's just a sheet of ice like oh. no grip anywhere and of course you know i just i just um jumped the astro van so the thing is so, I don't know if there's something wrong with my Astro van, but whenever my battery dies, it starts up. The first time you start it up, you have to st- shut it off and start it back up again because it like revs or it, it idles at like 30 miles an hour.
1: Oh, what is right. that, your,
2: uh, I have no idea. I don't know cars, something, I, I don't know something something's cars. wrong with it, but it only happens when I've like the batteries died completely and you have to re re jump it or whatever. Dude, um, somebody so,
1: on this. Somebody listening to this fucking podcast right now knows exactly, probably knows the fucking part number you need to buy. Yeah, to if you that. know
2: that, reach out to me, <laughs> let me know. But anyway, yeah. so it, the the engine is like revving at like 30 miles an hour. So anytime I lift off of the brake, the wheels start <laughs> spinning up to 30 miles an hour, which on black yeah. ice is so shit. No, um, so, doubt, yeah. So I'm going and I, it's a couple more miles and it's all black ice and there's a couple stop signs. Luckily, I was the only jackass out there on the yeah. ice. So like when I come up, I would I would get up to like 30 miles an hour in the middle of the mile, <laughs> and then I would start trying to feather my my speed right, back slow, down. Like, like so by the,
1: uh, Flintstone right. style.
2: <laughs> so by the time I get to a stoplight or a stop sign, I'm able to like I thought I would be able to get to a full stop. Never actually did because yeah. If I, if you ever let up, you know, it's, it's almost as if you're pushing on the gas at the same time.
1: And it's not like, like if you had a stick or something, right. You just pop the clutch in and, and uh, glide and let that engine do whatever the fuck it wanted, but throwing it into neutral is not easy. Right. So
2: anyway, so I slide through the first couple of stop lights or stop signs and it's, it is whatever, because there's nobody out there, whatever so yeah. i get to emily's parents place and you know it, it's black ice and i'm trying to stop i'm doing everything i can and like i've lived in michigan for a long time i right. know, you know how to you know deal with it. yeah don't
1: the pump, only downside
2: the only downside is that of course the engines are idling at like 30. So every time I every time I let left let up because I'm starting to lose traction, I'm sliding. It's my wheels start spinning, and i I lose right. even more. So I'm like trying oh. to feather it, and like I'm sliding, and of course I I blow right past their parents' house, and it is right. what it is. Only going like 15 miles an hour, but there's yeah. so so little traction, I just creep on past it. So at this point, I'm kind of panicking, and Emily's in my in my um passenger seat and she's like yeah you know just pull over we'll turn around it is what it is no big deal so i i (laughs) slow i'm I'm
1: marrying this fucking idiot
2: (laughs) (laughs) so i'm trying to slow down and like, I'm tr- I'm looking around, I'm trying to see if there's any patches somewhere where I can get some you know, decent traction, yeah, there's yeah. nothing. I look for snow, like is there little bits of snow that I can try to te- take traction yep. off of? None yeah. of them are working. And finally, I-, I get up, I'm slowing down and like I'm maybe down to like, f- like I said, about 15, maybe 10 miles an hour. And there's just this little itty bitty rut in the road and it's just goes straight towards the ditch. <laughs> And I just look over and I just like start saying like, "We're going in, tracks. Emily.
1: Yep. <laughs> we're
2: going in, Emily. There's nothing I can do here. We're going in, and like, it was <laughs> we're just... going down,
1: honey. <laughs> I love
2: it. Well, you know, you know how when something tragic happens and everything yeah. just seems as if it slows down. Yes. Yep. Now imagine that. But you're only going 15 miles an hour. So it now, felt like it was glacial, just slowly <laughs> right. moving into the dam.
1: <laughs> We're going to crash. So anyways, if I can there... finish the story real quick. Yeah, finish so we... it, I'm going to ask you a question about traction.
2: So anyways, so we go into the ditch and... I I know you're you're only going a couple miles an hour going in. There's not going to be major damage. It looked a lot worse than it was. Yeah. The only damage that was really perceptible is um there's a very minor dent in the front right bumper, which I mean yeah. it's it's cosmetic. Who gives a shit? What it's did a, it
1: hit? Did it hit like the guardrail or no? There's no there? guardrails. Just the bank.
2: That's the other thing is like all the way through down that road, it's like. 20 foot well not 20 foot but like 12 foot ditch 10 foot ditch mm-hmm. 8 foot ditch to, 12 foot ditch and i happened to hit the one part of the ditch that's like four feet deep max yeah. not even yeah. that yeah. probably
1: oh. 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 see he decided it was just gonna be a warning that day all those fucking reminders and nudges he gave you before leaving you know he's like all right you some bitch you're gonna wreck but it ain't gonna be that fucking bad. So anyways, <laughs> we like
2: we went into the ditch. There's a little like the weight of the van was just barely on the bumper, so that's where the little dent came from. And the only thing that was actually damaged was the the um the real or the the uh the little step up thing. What's that called? The, the, running, the board. running board.
1: Yeah. So
2: the running board as we're going into the ditch actually caught down into the into the um bank. And yeah. like folded under, so it was it was perpendicular to the bottom of the van. So it really? kind of turned into like this big giant brake that yeah. kind of slowed us down.
1: Kind of saved you a bit. Huh? It totally yeah.
2: completely stopped us before we actually went all the way into the like like hit the ditch hard. Even if you can say hitting the ditch Damn. at fifty mile hours hard. Yeah. So that that happened. Um, you know the van's still running. No big deal. The only yep. downside and this is the one thing I'm not thankful for because you know the rest of it, it was out of my control it's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. But I called the tow truck guy and he comes out to get me. And you know he's it's it's a icy day I'm sure he's got a <laughs> bunch of people. He rolls up and I I I pull out a you know a couple bucks and get or actually I gave him 20 bucks as a tip just saying, "Hey, thanks yeah, for coming out yeah. so damn quick." Yeah, you know I I thought I was, you yeah. know, th-
1: Hey, take I, care of, you you know, take care right. of hardworking dudes, you
2: know? Right. And, you know, I've talked to Emily. I talked to Emily's parents, you know, every time they've been pulled out of the ditch, it's like 50 bucks, 70 bucks at yeah. worst. So I, I, I pull off a 20, I give it to him say, Hey, thank you for being out here in the, in the ice. Thanks for helping me. Whatever pulls me out, pull off to the side of the road. And I say, how much do I owe you? Hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, right. (laughs)
1: Like fuck, you made (laughs) a twenty (laughs) bag. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Right, never fails, does it, dude? You're right. Yeah, never fails. That shit's funny. Oh, man. Well, thank God you're all right, dude. That's just like, but that shit. uh, You know, it's I I wrecked my old man's truck so many times, like in high school, just. You know, and through college, coming home in the in the winter break or summer break or whatever, and we would just, you know, let's take this thing for a ride up over the fucking hill. You know, uh, sure. There was there was a little racetrack thing. We called it the racetrack, but it was just a bunch of mud pits, uh, and trees everywhere. And I smacked the fucking side mirror off of that truck one night. And then we all, my buddies and all. And I all passed out up at camp and uh you know, after a good night of boozing and the old man comes walking into camp at like five o'clock in the fucking morning and he's like, Hey, get the fuck up and I'm like, you know, sat up in bed and I'm like people are
2: listening to this on Thanksgiving. Let's keep the F bombs a little bit, you uh, know?
1: uh, (laughs) I'm like, What's going on? Like I didn't even know where I was, you know. He's like, you got to get your ass down that house and fix that truck. I'm like, holy cow. I just remembered that. And then I don't remember. I told some kind of a tale about how it happened. And he knew the second that the words came out of my mouth that it was a not a true story. Oh, (laughs) jeez. So, yeah. But do folks up there carry any kind of traction control with them? Because, like, folks I knew... Not a lot of them, but a but a good handful would carry like a uh, cat litter or something for if they needed to get some traction,
2: you know, I normally have like salt bags in the back of my i mean first of okay. all i'm I'm driving a van, so like any sort yeah. of weight you can put in there kind of helps with yeah. traction. So normally, I get like sandbags or salt bags, or you know sometimes I've had kitty or cat litter in there.
0: And like, I have
2: cats, so it's not like it's going to go, you know, it's, it's not going to go to waste, but, um, you know, like I've done that before, but it's so early in the season that I just hadn't thought about it yet. And it's like the, I mean, we got, we got some snow and then like, I should have thought, Oh, we're getting snow. I should start putting that weight back in the back.
1: My, my brain has not transitioned. It, It like came on so fast. We didn't even get a chance to rake leaves, you know? Yeah, And like, it came on so fast and it stayed. And and normally here in Boise, you know, in the past, we would get a little bit of snow, a couple, three inches, and it'd be gone within two to three days max. You know, the temperature would come back up to the 40s. But we've been down in the 20s and, and really low 30s for the past two weeks. It's like crazy.
2: Yeah, it I mean, is definitely crazy. Let's go ahead and switch yeah. gears because this is yeah. Thanksgiving that people are listening to yes. us on, and we we definitely took this you know supposed to be five to be minute thing and <laughs> I
1: know. pulled it, it never, into twenty minutes.
2: Fails. It always it seems like fails. whenever whenever you and I get talking on the mics, everything oh, just kind of gets dragged out a little bit.
1: <laughs> no doubt, but that's yeah. all right. That's all right. So so Ben,
2: let's go ahead. Start off with you. What are you doing for this Thanksgiving? What what's your
1: plans? So we'll be here in Boise. Christy's parents are out. And uh, in the past, we've had uh, one of a friend of that Christy had met through school and her parents used to join us. And we did that for a good couple handfuls, well, at least one handful of years uh, and kind of started a mini tradition. But now folks have kind of moved all over. So it'll just be the six of us here for Turkey Day. And yeah, just be a chill day tomorrow. The boys and I and uh, and Christie's dad are gonna go up in the hills and cut the best Charlie Brown Christmas tree we can find on the on the Boise National Forest, and uh, bring that home. And then just yeah, kind of farting around here, working in the basement, and probably playing some games, and just a super chill. Super chill affair. I grew up where our house was, where the whole family and extended family came for Thanksgiving. And I love that. But I also love just the super chill Thanksgiving too.
2: That's awesome. Um, That's super so yeah,
1: awesome. Wh- what about you guys? Are you um, going to grandma's house or your so, side, her side?
2: So because, you know, basically we we're, we all live. So I live or my parents live in Sandusky which is about an hour and 15 ish minutes away from where Emily's parents live. So we're all really close, but so that basically allows us to kind of hit up, do both of the family's full traditions and not really cut out anything. So great. So let's see Thursday. So Thanksgiving, when you guys are listening to this, I will be at Emily's parents and we're basically, it sounds like because we're having so many Thanksgiving dinners throughout the weekend, I think we're doing like lasagna or something on Thanksgiving. Nice. things.
1: Total totally up, different. Right? That's great. I, we, Christy and I grew up kind of in the same town. So we got to do that double dip holiday. thing. Yeah. Well, I did. Christy never really had to travel too much. You know, it was always the guy going to the gal kind of a thing.
2: Gotcha. Um, so, but it is um, nice. After after that, we're going over to Sandusky for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And Ooh. it sounds like let's see, that would be Friday, we're going to be at my parents' house doing Thanksgiving. And then Saturday, maybe there's I I don't know the exact, you know, setup. Yeah. Emily, Emily's definitely the schedule keeper. i j I'm just along for the ride. That's but so basically tell it me sounds where to like go and Sounds like we're doing three Thanksgiving dinners, one at my parents, one at one set of grandpa- grandmas and wow. the other at the other grandmas. So it's yeah. like there's going to be we're going to be seeing all of the family and all oh, of the. Cool. Yeah. And we're just going to be picking out on turkey and all that. Fun celebrating
1: stuff. the new news. the Well, still still pretty fresh. Still the the, still the pretty engagement. Still engagement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. And the house
2: hunting and all that. House fun stuff.
1: hunting. Oh, yeah, man.
2: The only thing that's so fun. The thing that's really nice this year is of course there's the Michigan and Ohio state game. So I'm going to be able to be Ooh. at my parents to watch that, which is a big rival and they're both, you know, undefeated and it's, you know, going to yeah. be a great game. And yeah. then on Thanksgiving, I get to watch my lions and they're yeah. not out of the technically, I believe technically they are not out of like the playoff hunt yet, which is the Dang. first time in like 20 years. That's been the case. Right. So, you know, Hey, I get to watch my Damn. Lions. It, I mean. Lifelong Lions fan, and that is a very hard thing to say. It sucks. There's a lot of depression that goes on with that, but you know, it's still fun.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah, yeah.
2: So Ben, let's let's go ahead and keep this thing a rolling. So give me a couple things that you're thankful for this year.
1: Man, I feel like 2022 and in the the latter part of 21. For me and my life were just all over the place. I mean, all over the place. High highs, low lows. Good health, bad health. Um, we have tested every wedding vow. You know, my, Christy and I have tested every wedding vow that we've made to each other in that time period. Um, spent a good bit of time away from my family this past year being back in PA with the health stuff. And, um, number one, I'm thankful that I only had to spend as much time as I did back there because the original plan was to spend about double that amount of time. So I'm thankful to get, have gotten back here when I did, um, to be with, you know, Christie and my boys and, and start, figuring out what normal life looks like when you don't work, when you no longer work a government job. Um, and, uh, and so that's probably the second thing that I'm thankful for is, is the ability to have, well, number one, to live in a place where I could do that. Right. Like how freaking cool is that? Um, that I could go from complete stability, full-time job, you know, to, I need to make a change. I need to do this for my health. And I'm able to do that um, and still provide to an extent and still uh, build something of my own. So that to me has been a hell of a learning process for one, but a hell of an opportunity. So wrapping those two together, it's definitely my, my family and, and in particular, my wife, I, I, think back on this year and there are two people that I probably could not literally could not have um, could not have done any of it without and that's my wife and my mother and it's awesome that they are my two you know soldiers and and uh, best friends and everything else so thankful for them I'm thankful for the opportunity to get to do this show, Mm, you know, (laughs) like as I've posted less to Instagram and, and spent more time building, you know, building things and building my business. Um, I've, it's really opened my eyes even further to the beauty and the magic and the power that is this podcast. And, uh, so, yeah, I'm so thankful to be able to do it with you, both you and, and, and House uh, as just amazing friends and amazing people. Like, we were laughing the other day, and I was like, I've been talking to Brian House every week damn near for almost two years, mm. and I've never shaken a guy's hand. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> how crazy is that? I've been talking to B. Come for a year. I've never shaken his hand. So, yeah you know, just thankful for that. Um, and then I'm thankful finally, the third thing would be that I'm thankful that I'm healthy enough to do all this shit. You know, I I've spent a good bit of time in my life where I haven't been healthy enough to do shit. And there's still a good bit of my time now where I'm just not, um, I'm operating at 60% some days and, but then there's other days where I'm at 90 and it's like, okay, we're, you're still in the fight. You're still doing all right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to to be in that spot and not be laying in a hospital bed somewhere. Um, the, um, the whole thing with Tommy, um, at Crooked River really kind of, I, I will say it opened my eyes to a lot of things about life. And, uh, some of what he went through, you know, just with the digestive system is pretty similar in a lot of ways to what I've gone through and it it hit really close to home. Mm. Um, And I think it's, it's had me pretty introspective lately and uh, you realize how freaking short life is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then to have it, you know, to have it be even shorter is, is pretty scary, but thankful we get to do it, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, those are my my biggest things that stood out. You know, we have I've got so many supporters in so many places, you know, from my family and uh friends that I've had lifelong family and friends to my wife, to the supporters of this show, to the people that follow me on on the internet without ever having shaken my hand. Uh it's a pretty freaking cool life and I am very appreciative
2: it is a huge privilege to be able to, you know, be a part of this podcast. I'm just rolling yeah. right into my thankful Do stuff it. as well. Yes. So I, it's it's a huge privilege to be a part of this podcast being, you know, exposed to so many, you know, wonderful listeners, uh, the yeah. supporters that I have, I have been able to get in contact with the, you know, basically being able to grow these friendships, not only with you and Brian, which you know I I cherish to my core yeah. because you guys have very quickly become like my go-to people all the time. Yeah. No matter what's going on, yeah. I can always get a hold of you guys and that that is just so cool for sure. And of course, there's other people out there in the community that I talk to very regularly and I appreciate every single one of you. I could not be here if it wasn't for you guys and all of you guys who are listening. Um yeah. I definitely want to really shout out Dennis Tyrell right now. Because without him, you know, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have been in the collaboration videos, which have basically made my trajectory on my YouTube like it's it's night and day. It's absolutely night and day. And I I wouldn't be there without Dennis. And then also this collaboration, the collaboration knife that um, I was able to sell to get an engagement ring on Emily's finger. Dennis, straight to you thank you for being such a generous person i am i am so grateful for you that's i mean i've got a little bit of tears in my eyes so i'm not going to yeah. lie um you know also the the Patreon supporters you know you guys you guys support us you know it's amazing that you guys are willing to throw money money in the coffers just to you know, support us when we don't ask for it, and that—that that is so above and beyond. And you know, you guys' support to help me get down to Blade Show because my finances were not in in a very good order at that point, and that allowed me to get face to face time with so many people. And like, I'm, I'm just eternally grateful for it. It's it's ex- an experience of a lifetime, um, hopefully not of a lifetime. So hopefully, you know, yeah, I I go many many times an throughout the rest of my life. Right? Yeah. but I mean, if it i i'm just so grateful for that um all of the people uh, all of the friends and family of course we've got to hit the friends and family the the fact that everyone started the the year and ended the year healthy that's so yeah. great
1: so, um, so great.
2: i also want to say thank you to all of the people who are testing out my carbon fiber right now i i know i've been talking about it a lot i've i gotten a little Dude, bit of heat for talking about it. it so damn hard yeah, but i want to I want to say thank you to all of the people who were able to first off, test it, get, get their hands on it, give me some feedback. And then the first people who have gotten it so far and have already made knives out of it and are promoting it. And all of the people who currently have it and are planning on promoting it once they, once they try it out and you know, all of the feedback that I get, I mean, it's, it's so amazing. It's one of those things that when Brian was talking, you know, Brian has talked forever about how awesome it is to make something or get something together, like with yeah. this revolution where he made something, got it out into the world. And then I guess with, with knives, you, you make something and you're proud of it. And then your most proud moment is when you finish it and you you look at it as like, this is the best this knife is ever going to be. Right. You send it off to somebody yeah. and then it's out of your life. And point. most of the time you don't get feedback What's so cool about, you know, providing something that other people are going to be making with is that you become proud of what they end up making of it, even though it's it's not your hands that made it look to its final potential. It's just your it's it's a it's a different type of like pride or it's a different type of, you know, enjoyment like Brian some
1: role in it. Yeah.
2: Right. Brian gets that from his revolution where, you know, they he sends out a revolution and you get to then watch them take that tool and hone their craft with that tool. And then you get to kind of drive some, you know, some, you know, enjoyment out of what they were able to do with it. And I'm mm-hmm. already starting to get that with people who are using my carbon fiber and making these absolutely gorgeous pieces of pieces of art. And like, yeah. like that, they wouldn't have been able to use that material unless I found this, this dowaska plant and like you know got this together and it's it's so incredibly cool and it's it's just something so speaking of dowaska i want to say thank you directly to brandon Brumman. that's that's my hookup guy he is so cool he's been incredible with me to you know help me get this this carbon fiber side of the business up and running helping me out getting it going testing things it's it's been really up, you know and also whenever i do live streams it seems like he's like one of the first people in there it's, nice he's like there to interact with the community and i know he's been following yeah. along with all of the people who you know i say you know oh you know you should check out this person or that person he's yeah. he's right into the knives and the in the crafts as well so it's rare
1: know. to find a, a true collab like collaboration like that you know what i yeah. mean it, it, it truly is i, I think in my experience, you can work with some other people, but to find some, like two people who are genuinely passionate about the success of something yeah, um, without sort of ulterior motives or baggage attached, it's really freaking rare. And it sounds like you found it, which yeah. is to me, like you've got the secret sauce on top, man, which is hey. great.
2: Here's the thing that really proves that Brandon's above and beyond excited about the knife community and that he listens to every single one of these podcasts.
0: (laughs) So he's one of those crazy people, crazy people.
2: (laughs) So Brandon, thank you so much for allowing this side of the business to grow, helping me become a distributor, you know, help me get some material out to, to people's hands. And uh, yeah, this, this has become you know, so much more. And of course it's growing and it's in its, you know, infancy yeah. of, of becoming a actual viable business. But like the, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing excited. the potential of it. And I'm just really excited about the future with it. And then last of all, yeah. of course, last, but certainly far from least. I'm thankful for Emily. If it wasn't yeah, for Emily, yeah. if I, if I didn't have the support that Emily has been giving me um, over the last couple of years, there's no way that I'd be a knife maker full time that's just yeah. the way it is. And, um, yeah, I'm just incredibly yeah. excited. And Hey, she's, she's going to marry me someday.
1: Yeah, buddy. I'll be there. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, I, I think we take, I think we sometimes take the, your last bullet point, um, for granted. I know I do. I'll admit that I take my wife for granted sometimes. And, and I forget, right. That, that, Tolerance is support, you know, to an extent. Um, some, sometimes your significant other can be your biggest cheerleader, and other times it's just like, yeah, whatever, I'm fine, just do it. And sometimes it's easy to, to, to pass that off, right? I, I think the hardest thing about being a maker who is entrepreneurial, whether that's full time or part time, uh, is that. Being an entrepreneur alone is hard fricking work, right? It's really freaking hard to create a a successful business. But then you throw in the fact that you're a solo entrepreneur. Most of us that gets even harder, right? Like you, you don't have anybody to talk your ideas through with. And so your significant other at times, your wife or your husband, whichever uh, you have uh, becomes that only source of collaboration, support, and sometimes just, yep, I'm fine. I'm going to bed. You go out and do whatever the hell you want to do till midnight, you know? Right. <laughs> and it's like, and well, that's not helping me. It's like, well, yeah, it is, dumbass. Just open your freaking eyes. It is helping you.
2: <laughs> it, it's just something that, you know, It the, you could do it all by yourself without any support, But that that just is such a more hard route to take things and like to have the support of Emily, have the support of a significant other that, you know, wants to see us succeed and is willing to take on more work herself and like, you know, make things happen herself so that I can, you know, go through the growing pains and go through what I need to go through and keep the business alive, keep allowing me to funnel time into it so that eventually someday down the line, you know, money will actually start coming out of this business. Yeah, (laughs) You know, that's, that's something that, you know, I should never take for granted. So like you said, sometimes you get complacent. Sometimes you, you get focused on the negatives and to just take a step back, think about what you're thankful for and just, Literally, all you have to do is just like sit down for a minute, sit down for five minutes. And I, I've done this, that this has been something that I don't, I think it was like fifth grade. I had a teacher that said, basically, you know, if you're in your head and you're, you know, down on yourself, sit down, take a deep breath, clear your mind, make a bullet point list of the good things that are happening in your life and the things yeah. that you're thankful for. If you do that, whenever you're stressed, I know whatever you're, you're, you're fighting through is terrible. I know whatever is going on has you down. But if you just take a step back, take a deep breath. Think about who you love. Think about the good that's happening in your life you're only going to walk away that in a better mind frame than where you went into it. It's just, it's just the facts of things.
1: And if you, if, if you, if you don't, if you find yourself walking away from that in the same or worse mindset, then, then put down the bomb plunger, brother. You know, it's like you need to spend a few more minutes and make your list a little bit longer. Uh, because even on your worst day, when you barely even believe in yourself, most times that other person is still believing in you, you know, even if they're not outwardly expressing it, um, they still believe that you're doing what you should be doing and they're allowing it to happen. And it, to me, it's just like, ha shit. Yeah. You know, I I sometimes fail to put two and two together like that. It's I think that this time of year and this type of holiday for me is always kind of that good inventory uh time of year where you you know you start thinking about um start thinking about your business start thinking about your life you start thinking about all these things and i'm not a huge like uh new year's resolution kind of person i'm not building to some crescendo but i spend a hell of a lot more time in my workshop this time of year when it gets dark at four in the afternoon Mm. you know uh than i do in the summer when it's 400 degrees in here and so there's a lot more time for thinking and you use that to your advantage, you know? Um, I think you can always plan your next business move, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure, um, for sure. Yeah. So, again, we have no idea what Brian has done. So maybe you've already listened yeah. to Brian. Maybe, you know, Brian's coming up right after us. But I I just want to say thank you again to both you, Ben, for being such a great, you know, podcast partner and also great friend and also Brian House Absolutely. for starting this whole thing Letting yeah. me in, letting me, you know, kind of start off a little bit rusty and, you know, try to figure out my way in things. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, you know, I mean, go literally just go back to listen to the first couple podcasts. I was mm. stuttery. I was kind of hard to oh, listen y'all. to. Yeah. And, like, you know, I, me personally, I have grown up with, you know, I had a pretty bad, you know, list. Not, not necessarily a bad list, but, like, you know, stuttering speech impediment and, like, mm. always – I was terrible talking on camera or talking into a microphone and uh, yeah, this podcast has been a huge, well, this, this podcast has been, you know, you know, kind of like you use it or you lose it. Well, you know, getting into the shop and like, of course I, I get on camera every once in a while and I do stuff for Instagram every once in a while. But like, you know, this, this podcast has really opened up the ability to speak eloquently and get a full thought out and not not stutter all the time and of course i'm gonna have good days and bad days but like this this podcast has not only been you know fine you know being able to grow my business through just showing myself on this podcast all the time uh gain a bunch of friends and followers and you know supporters and support but also like just me personally it's unlocked this this you know public speaking that I have been so afraid of my entire life. And this was a great way to kind of dip my toe into it and get actually pretty confident where I, I could, I'm right now, I'm talking into a microphone and you talked to me last year, talking into a microphone for, you know, just by myself without having exactly what what I want to say laid out in front of me. No way in how that's happening. Right, so right. thank you, you guys, you guys, for listening to me <laughs> and putting up with that, but also, you know, allowing me to grow in this aspect. Ben, I yeah. know we're trying to keep this relatively short and I'm droning on. Let's You're go good, ahead man? and let's hit up a Thanksgiving dad joke,
1: okay. Let me get the list pulled up here.
2: I'm also just just a heads um, up. I'm gonna be using what's called a Harmon mute on my trombone. i it's like, Oh shit! It's past ten o'clock, and I've got neighbors right on the other side of the wall here. So Ah, this—they're
1: gonna love it.
2: This trombone's (laughs) gonna sound a little bit weird. Uh, Oh, where? Let's see.
1: Um, what do you call a running turkey? What do you call a running turkey? Fast food. terrible terrible that's terrible i still like well you know maybe we should just have ham i suppose that would be a fast pig
2: yo what real quick what's your top three thanksgiving dishes hit hit me with them turkey turkey
1: stuffing and mashed potatoes
2: turkey stuffing mashed potatoes i would have to say stuffing number one down down and away yeah my yeah. grandma makes a sausage stuffing. Literally, Ooh, I nice. will have her make a boatload of it, and I'll have it in the freezer. And just like whenever I'm having a bad day and I just need a pick me up, I'll take out a little container of the yeah. sausage stuffing. Damn, that love, stuff's the best.
1: Love it. Love
2: uh, it. I'll is I'll your, just go mashed potatoes like, and turkey after that. It's the same ones that you yeah, just said in a different yeah. order.
1: <laughs> well, you know, when it comes down to it, I don't know. In a lot of ways, um, there aren't a ton of Thanksgiving dishes. I think, you know, people have all kinds of crazy slaws and, you know, uh, different things that they do, but I I think there's, uh, there's only so many dishes you can put on a meal, you know, on a table for a meal. And then the other thing I've always thought that, um, cooking a turkey dinner is actually a hell of a lot easier than a lot of other things you could have to make for a holiday. You know, I mean, like you put the turkey in early, in, you know, in the morning sometime, or maybe late morning, early afternoon. You mash up some freaking potatoes, the stuffing's made ahead. You know, it's not uh, rocket surgery, you know? It's
2: not rocket surgery. <laughs> I
1: mean, what do I know? I'm just a rocket surgeon. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I've always thought that. So there's only so many foods that you can get out of Thanksgiving, but either way. I enjoy it, and I just enjoy the company and and good food, good family, good friends, and uh, yeah,
2: yeah, Should man, be a good um, day. Guys, I want to remind you guys, please travel safe. If you if you haven't traveled oh, yeah, already, travel safe on the way out. Travel safe on the way back in. Don't end up in the bottom of a ditch like I did. Uh, yeah. But yeah, guys, I, we all appreciate you. We're very thankful for your listenership. We appreciate yeah, your, so your responses and interactions. And also, we appreciate our Patreon people. Go ahead and check that out. For a dollar a month, you can be a part of our Patreon and get the after show. But yeah, guys, we all appreciate you and hope you have a fantastic working week. Let's get out of here, man. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Let's do it. Happy Thanksgiving, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody listening. Go eat some turkey. Let's go, Lions. Don't forget the titties with your turkey.
2: Goodness. We almost got away from the titties on that one. Titties.
1: What was the other one we were going to talk about? Clitties. Bye.